0: Good morning and welcome to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Masay Rishon, the first Aliyah in Parshas Masay. This Aliyah focuses on the travels of Israel, the first part, and it is in fact reflective of the name of the parasha, which is the travels, Masay. Um, Our parasha as a whole has 132 psukim. Our Aliyah in total is only 10 psukim, long from Perek Lamegim, Pasuk Aleph to Yud. Let's take a look at the, the travels described in this Aliyah, and then a few points to ponder. We're told the travels of Bnei Israel is from the time they left Egypt until present day, where they were standing on the Aravos Moab, the steps of Moav. And Moshe writes down their travels by the command of HaKadosh Baruch a complex pasuk. Vayichtav Moshe wrote down their leavings and their travels, Al-Piyashim, by the mouth of God, these are their travels to their destinations. We hear now about the first few. We hear about how they left Ramses Ramses, on the 15th of the first month, that is the first day of Pesach. In the day after Pesach, when the carbon Kar- Pesach was brought, Israel left with a strong hand. Then we hear that the Egyptians were burying their dead and Hashem smote all their children and deities. We hear that they are in front of the area of Baal Tzaphon in in just a second. We get to the area of Sukhois, then Esan, and Piachiros, which is in front of Baal which is in front of Migdal, which is one of their idols. And we hear about how they passed through the sea and went through, uh, the, went through the desert of Esan and dwelt um, next into uh, into Mara. And then a lima, where there were 12 springs of waters and 70 date palms there. And finally, we hear about them camping on the banks of Yamsof. This seems to be after the Kriyas Yamsuf because Mara was after the splitting of Yamsof. So, a few basic points to ponder is why are we being taught about their travels, the nation of Israel's travels specifically here. Rashi brings two options. One is to show the mercy of Hashem because there are 42 stops in this journey in total, but there are 40 years in the desert. Now, that would sound like they're moving every year, but it's not actually not the case. The first 14 stops were in the first year of their traveling, before the episode of the Maraglim. So that was going to happen anyway. The last eight were, in fact, after they arrived at Hor HaHar, which was in Mechodesh Av their last year. So really, the essential remaining 38 years only had 20 stops, which means to say that there was not a huge amount of upheaval. So it was showing that our Kodesh Baruch Hu, yes, Hashem Allah made them... Sojourn in the desert, but it was not this terrible chaos of backwards and forwards all the time. The Mastan brings an example where it, 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 it describes a father who took a sick child on a long journey far away to get healing. And on the way back, the father retraces the steps of the son and shows the, the son all these places. Here was a place where you bumped your head. This is a place where we needed to sleep. And all the details about the, about, about the journey on the way back. So it's reliving that journey as well. It's interesting to note that the extra details of this happened here and this happened there are actually the non-central details. So we don't hear about issues like Kriyas, so explicitly and Matan and some of the bigger issues, we only hear about some of the minor issues, which are perhaps the ones that need to be emphasized here. So, with all interest in noting that the Ramban, Nachmanides quotes the Moran Evochim, the Rambam in Maimonides, um, who says that in the future, uh, as people will live in their air-conditioned apartments in Tel Aviv, and they'll look back and they'll say, they'll look at history and they'll revise the history. They'll say, ah, it wasn't really a desert. It wasn't really so long. It really wasn't so bad. So HaGadah Baruch Hu details his journey very explicitly so that we can know that, yes, it was long, it was arduous, it was complicated. And this was miraculous, therefore. If we can't go back. If Hashem had just said very broadly, we were in the desert and we came to the land of Israel without these specific details, then it would be easy to perhaps to look at history through a revisionist perspective. Just seeing the truth should be the foundation of knowing the faith in our Kol D'Baruch Means, says the Rambam, that if we look at all these journeys, and Hashem looked after us in all these places, a nation of millions of people, there should be no perspective, There should be no question on this as well. What does that curious passage mean? Switching the sort of their, their journeys and their arrivals. What's going on over here? So the Klayakar explains. It really should have been direct. They should have left the land of Egypt, they should have traveled, and then on eagle's wings been taken into the land of Israel. And that would have been Moetzalayim, leaving Egypt L'masayim, to their journey, and then they would have been taken from there. But a wedge was driven into the middle, and they were not able to get to the land of Israel. There was a break, and that's why they had to do Moetzalayim, the next part, which is describing, so to speak, the more complex aspect of their journey, which was, we'll call it Plan B. Now, wasn't the whole Torah written by Hashem? And and, and, and and dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu. So why over here is, is the emphasis being that this is what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down about the dictation of Hashem. That's true of all the Torah, not just the beginning of Pashas Maasai. So the Aracham explains, yes, actually, it's interesting that in the sequence over here, Moshe Rabbeinu actually wrote this based on the chronological sy- at a synchronistic time, which means to say that every journey Moshe added, added to his journal, so, at the beginning, he wrote, They left Ramses, and then he stopped there. And then he went uh, on to describe, Oh, they came to Sukkot, and he added on. So, each time Hashem was dictating, adding on, and then Akash Baruch Hu said at the very end of it, Take all your pincas your, your notes, your journal, and in, in turn it and put it into the beginning of this section of the Torah. So, Moshe Rabbeinus were called sequence by sequence, event by event accounting, which was based on Hashem's words, is now being invested in here. And the Torah is emphasizing that this was based on that. Finally, what are all the details of here why do we need to all these details are two which are worth focusing on one is a bohem kobachar shem hit with them, all the firstborns. So, Kleakor uh, quotes a fascinating idea that there was civil unrest when the nation of Egypt heard that there was going to be the death of the firstborns. The firstborns themselves revolted, and there was civil war between the Egyptians. So, Hashem was killing the Egyptians through their own firstborns because of the fear of their own life. And that's what you see from this passage go here. Another thing that Kleakor points out is this notion that they stopped in front of Baal Zephon. Baal Zephon was one of their great deities, it was a large statue. So, the fact that the nation of Israel stopped in front of it was the reason that Egypt thought that the Jews were confused, the Israelites were confused, and they felt that they could run after them on day three, which is why they ran after them to Yamsuf itself. So these details have a lot of significance in understanding the theological underpinnings of this experience. With this, we close Rishad. We'll continue with the second and last part of the Ma- of of the journeys of the Maase in next in the next Aliyah. Have a wonderful and meaningful day.